Good love our gracious queens Are throughout their just queens Their time has come United Queendom United Queendom is sponsored by Q-Bar, who provide the best gay night out in London. Enjoy Q-Bar, Q-Club, Little Q and She-Bar in Soho every night of the week for drinking, dancing and, despite the name, limited queuing. Now let's get on with the show. You may remove your vigs. <laughs> and that's um, like the opposite of drag race, basically, isn't it? Where you should never remove your wigs, your vigs, unless there's roses under. Um, in this in this case, it was just rosacea underneath instead. What's rosacea? Does that mean like lumps? Rosacea is, you know, when you get um, like red marks on your face and on your nose, you can get it from like if you're an oh, like psoriasis. Uh, no, that's psoriasis. Rosacea is more like discoloration. Psoriasis is more lumps and flakes. Well, it sounds quite glamorous, though, doesn't it? I'd be quite embarrassed to say someone have psoriasis, but oh, my rosacea! It sounds. I've like had a nice I've cocktail. had psoriasis actually, and it was awful. It was good though, because whenever we lost you, we just found the followed the flaky skin, and we found you. <laughs> it's like following a trail of frosties. <laughs> I had to have um, I had to have special baths. I had to have um. Uh, sunbeds and I had to have steroid cream like steroid creams in a bath it was awful oh god what age is this Um, about 18 and then um, I was working no 19 I was working in a pub as well and my hands basically lost like about five layers of skin and it was like you could literally peel it off in chunks and I still carried on working but I I, I wore like um, a roll neck top and like these uh, little leather gloves to serve pints it was quite glamorous. Oh, God. And they were like, we didn't ask for Parmesan on my pint of Guinness. And so, oh, it's <laughs> just Sam. Basically, I had, to, I had to wear gloves like a witch to hide my horrible hands. You may have removed your gloves, your shoes, <laughs> your things. I don't even know what accent it is. I'm doing as good an impression of it as Anne Hathaway. But yes, I, don't basically... think, I don't think anyone knows what accent that was. <laughs> it was about five accents in one. It was by accent. <laughs> um, and I bet she wanted to say goodbye to that accent. But we are, of course, um, it's Halloween. Well, we're slightly late for Halloween, but you know us, we're always a bit behind. Happy That's Halloween, right. everyone. Happy and Halloween! I mean, it's, ooh, it's a bit of a weird Halloween this year because... It's um, shit. Because <laughs> you can't do a lot of the things, a lot of the things that Halloween involve going out, like murdering people. You, it's very hard to do that digitally. I've mm, tried it many mm. times, sometimes with Sam. But uh, you need to really get energy, out there. Because vicious words don't have the same um, effect as um, knives in the back like you're usually used to. Oh, we'll see about that. <laughs> I've got some corkers lined up. No, I'm joking. Um, but Sam, you've done some Halloween-themed um, things. Uh, oh, yeah, I am. Um, well, I went, I went pumpkin picking last week. Or was it the week before? I can't remember. Um, because, like, Did because you pick the was, perfect pumpkin? I picked the Pell? perfect pumpkin and I put it right up my... Um, Posterior. <laughs> oh, that would have been good. <laughs> I pop, I popped it in my prostate and it popped. I'm the glad pro- we're doing the pu- this. The rem- pumpkin, not the pumpkin, not the prostate. <laughs> I'm glad we're doing this remotely because you must be spitting so much with all these peas. I know you don't. And want- we know you don't usually spit, especially when it comes to pee. But <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, that's disgusting. Uh, uh, but you did that. Did I do anything Halloween? Oh, I did. Um, a week ago, I went to Halloween screaming. Screaming? That was an unintentional point. Screening of um, Little Shop of Horrors. Did I already talk about that? 
Uh, no, but I love The Shop of Horrors. Oh, wait, no, hang oh on. Oh, my God, you, I've never you, seen it. You said, um, wait, this wasn't the, no, this wasn't the Polish drag thing. That's different, isn't it? That was a different thing. That wasn't um, Halloween-themed, although no. some of the drag queens yeah, it made it seem like it was quite scary. <laughs> but um, the Little Shop of Horrors was part of a Halloween theme. Do you love it? It's so screen. good, isn't it? Little Shop, oh. Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> it was so good, and it's so interesting as an adult to see a film that's quite iconic for the first time, because you realise that even though you've never seen it, you, you're aware mm. of a lot of the references that you've been aware mm. of. Mm. Mm. Like, I've seen it parodied, I've seen people do fashion remakes of it, so a lot of it's very familiar. But I think it's one of my favourite musical films of all time. It soared wow. straight into my chart. I was just, like, so invested in the characters. The was it the one so with Rick Moranis, yeah? Well, there's the 60s one, which I haven't seen, with Jack Nicholson, and then this is the one with, um... Who did you say? Rick Moranis. I don't know who that is. Oh, yeah, he's like He's the guy from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And, yes, and, it's him. And also, and also he's, he's from that film Little Shop of Horrors. I think you just watched it. I've never seen... Uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, It's coming back to me. <laughs> but that plant is amazing, Audrey, too. I love the plant. And you know they're remaking Little Shop of Horrors with... Um, oh, God, uh, with apparently who? Apparently Scarlett Johansson's tipped for Audrey. And um, oh, who was tipped for the guy? What, to voice, to voice Audrey, you mean? Oh, right. Oh, no, right. Sorry, yeah. No, because she's two. the woman and then yeah. the plant is Audrey, too. And then yeah, the guy yeah, was... Yeah. Oh, it was... Um, Taron Egerton is tipped to play the man. Oh, um, he could he could put his tip anywhere he likes, where I'm concerned. Oh, I met him at the Attitude Awards a couple of years ago. He was very very charming. You know, quite he's short, at that isn't level he? of well, to me, he was tall, but yeah, to everyone else, he was short. <laughs> but he's at that level of fame where you kind of still expect people to be quite aloof. But I think he's still kind of new enough to it. That oh he's no, still he was friendly. new. He was new enough then. I mean, he's not, and he's still um, like if you look at somebody's Instagram and they still say sort of like you know self-deprecating things. Like I think Russell Tovey is always the same, but then he's not really huge, is he? No, not really. Not mm. on Taron's level. Uh, but speaking of remakes, obviously. We're talking about the witches, the witches. The witches! So again, COVID is ruining stuff. So this would have been a big cinematic release. It probably would have been the biggest Halloween release of the year. Mm. But I don't think you can even watch it in a cinema. We definitely can't now because we're going back into lockdown. But well, no, you. I don't know. They did. They didn't. They didn't even release. They. They didn't even release it to the cinema, which is a shame because. Um, because it's Robert Zemeckis who's done. I mean, he did Back to the Future. He did. Um, Oh, he's done some amazing films, and so like he's and he does rely a little bit too much on CGI. But he's, I mean, his Forrest Gump didn't he do? Yeah, I think so. But he's got really, um, like it's really like his films ought to be seen on the big screen. It's a lot of scope, a lot of you know the um, the the, the colors and the characters and la di da di da. It's all very um, it's all very big screen. So it's a shame to see it on the small screen, but you you can understand. How much did yeah, you pay I... for it? I paid 15 fucking pounds. That was the scariest part of the whole experience. <laughs> How much did you pay for it? Yeah, 15.99. Good on, good on Ultra HD though. And we, like, we had all the family over. So, well, I mean, there's seven in our bubble, I think. So, um, so that, I mean, that's a damn sight cheaper than if we'd all gone to the cinema. That is true. And at, at the moment, like when something like that costs quite a lot, you're still like, well, I'm supporting an industry that's very much struggling at the moment. So at least it's like, I don't know. I mean, it's not like... Well, exactly. All... I mean, well, I mean, the cinema experience would be so more expensive because, I mean, especially for me, because I, I like to buy some nachos and a drink and now they sell booze there. I'm a bag of brown. That. They a only do of... that Odeon, though. A bag... <laughs> You can't get a bag of brown at Empire these days. You, just you, get can't, get a, you, can't, you can't get a bag of brown at a cine world. Oh, for love, no money, I'll tell you that. Or concessions. Concessions on a dance floor. Um, so... <laughs> yes. 
answer. Um, so, 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 so yeah, no, you'd. I mean, <laughs> what was I saying? Yeah, so I mean, it's like you would. You'd spend so much money on food and drink that, like, you know, and that is obviously where the cinema comes in. That's where they make their money. But um, the movie, I think. Are there, I mean, if it's not in cinema, with like something like fifteen quid, are they cutting out the middleman, or is it just are they going to be losing money? I mean, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know either, but I think that um, I always miss the cinema experience. It's not just because um, it's bigger and a bigger is better, but it's just like always. there's so rarely an opportunity these days to um, to really switch off with something. Mm. And when I watched mm. it like I did, I just watched The Witches on my phone, but I made the film last twice as long because so I kept stopping to do the you didn't watch. You didn't watch it on, you watched it on your phone, did you say? Yeah, I did. No, you did not. <laughs> I watched it on my phone. Well, like... <laughs> Because um, <laughs> that is a scandal. You, could you have found a smaller screen? Maybe there was a postage stamp around you could watch it on. <laughs> well, my um, our iPad is so old and shit. You can't actually get Amazon Prime on it. Oh I don't know God. why. But um, we're living in like the dark ages of iPads. So if anyone wants to send us a Christmas present, that would be a really <laughs> nice one. So yeah, I watch it on my phone. I am shook. Um, because we watch shook it. Shooketh! I'm Mom. a disgrace! We watched it on, oh, well, it was a good, it was a good 65, 70 inch telly, I would say. So, um, we We're did have. We're talking about the film, not Dave. Hey, yeah, but we did have. <laughs> <laughs> we did, I don't really know how that makes sense. Um, but we did. <laughs> did we did watch an Ultra HD and it was, and it was beautiful. But I mean, I know, I have to say, I wouldn't have watched, I wouldn't have watched it on a phone because I would have, I wouldn't have wanted to, um, you know, ruin the experience for myself. <laughs> Well, I did ruin the experience for myself. But before we talk about the film, even though we already started, I just wanted to quickly ask how your relationship is with the original. So that's the 1990 right. film, um, The Witches, the first film adaptation of the Roald Dahl book. Of course, that's where the story originated from, Roald Dahl, uh, The Witches. Well, um, I loved the book when I was growing up. Uh, I thought it was brilliant. And um, so I did really like the film. I mean, I mean, I'm a bit of a stickler for um, sticking to the source material, and obviously, it didn't a lot in a lot of ways. Um, the original, yeah, but I'm I mean, only finding that out now because I, I loved Roald Dahl growing up. But I never read The Witches mm, for some reason. I think because yeah. by the time I'd been reading Roald Dahl, I think the book was, yeah, the book was already out. So it's 1990. I was three, so I, I would probably Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and The Witches I'd seen on. You film were three in 1990. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I saw it. I think I saw it at the fucking cinema. You little witch! <laughs> well, it sounds like your current TV screen is like a bloody cinema when I'm there you're, watching it on my phone. You're just you're just a witch with a bee in front. <gasps> I think it's time we move to a break. No, <laughs> well, um, I, I compose so, myself. All, all I'm going to say is that yes, I mean, I did. So I had read the book, and it was. Um, I mean. There's certain things about it, obviously, you can't go wrong with fucking Angelica Houston. I think she is... I always think she's superb in anything that she's in, and we've discussed her before on this show. And, she's a um, queen. She is a, a true queen. I mean, like, she just... I mean, just even looks-wise, she's beautiful, but also not conventionally at all. So that's why she was so perfect for this role. And she does it perfectly as well. I think she's... I mean, I know we are going to talk about the... Like, Anne Hathaway's performance later. I think she's much better than um, Anne Hathaway uh, but also um, she ma- she makes the whole film if it wasn't for her then the film would not be half as good but I did I did enjoy it it's got that sort of 90s um, slightly ropey British charm about it you know the, all the, <laughs> with all the you know the Rowan Atkinson and the clomping, clomping about in the um, you know 
on the beach and stuff. And it looks like <laughs> just looks like some shitty beach resort. Um, and that, <laughs> and all of that is like that sort of adds the scares in a kind of a um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre original sort of way. As in, it's a bit ropey, it's which creepy. makes yeah, which and makes it which makes it creepy. Yeah, exactly. Which makes it so it is quite creepy. It makes it more creepy. But um, yeah, so I I did I do really like it, but um, they're, they're two very different beasts. Do you know, I was watching some clips from the original uh, uh, yesterday to make some comparisons. And did you know that the dad of Bruno, who's the fat kid in it? Oh, yeah. Is the dad from Fleabag. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. What, in the new, in the new one? In Fleabag. Well, there's only one Fleabag. Oh, no, in the, in the old one. Oh, in the one. old one. Yeah, sorry. Yes. No, I do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's very, you know, you can tell... And he's quite... He looks the same, but I guess yeah, he was he an old man then, and there's only so much older you can get without. Some dying, people look. So. Some people look like an old man like all their lives. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the guy that played the emperor in the Star Wars films, he's like, he's still, he's still looks exactly the same. But he was like really, he was only forty then, but he looked really old. Please don't mention Star Wars on this podcast. Like, let's not go there. <laughs> and obviously, Jane Horrocks is in the original. She plays the Grand High Witch's secretary, and there's even and... like. You've probably never watched She's Sinners, did you? But an old character, uh, I, I did watch a little She's bit, in the yeah. original Witches. Um, Roberta Taylor, well, the thing the is, I didn't, like, I mean, this This is one thing, like, I mean, once, like, Jane Horrocks' part is one of the reasons I didn't like the original, because, I mean, even though I love Jane Horrocks, obviously, but, um, yeah, because the character, there's no, her character is not in the book, and um, she doesn't um, turn him back into uh, a human at the end, so he just, like, in the book, he stays as a mouse forever. Well, that's one of the things I've only found out since watching this remake. So apparently, because Roald Dahl was still alive when The Witches came out, the original, mm. mm-hmm. and he hated the fact they changed it to a happy ending. Oh, um, I hated that as well. Book, yeah, it wasn't. But um, he, Roald Dahl had had a big issue previously with um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the film, which is one mm. of my favourite films. So I think it's great. But he didn't like how that film had been made. And that's why it's called Willy Wonka and not Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Because uh, he didn't I want to be associated. I, I can't bear Gene Wilder's performance in that. Like, he, he's basically... Really? He's basically channeling Jimmy Savile throughout the whole film. That was before Jimmy Savile had even started molesting anyone. Oh, well, maybe... Well, maybe, maybe Jimmy, Jimmy Savile was channeling him. Yeah, probably. <laughs> There's no way of knowing which way the river's... Lowy. Actually, it's quite creepy now, looking back. The whole thing's um, really creepy. And if you watch it again, right, now like now in a, in a very like Me Too um, sort of era, if you watch the original, I mean, I, obviously I know we'll, I'll get slated for this, but like, you know, like Gene Wallace, like, you know, the way he acts and stuff and all his like eyeballing everybody is like fucking creepy as hell. <laughs> oh, it's not sexual. He's just trying to kill them all. Actually, yeah, yeah it's still quite creepy. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're quite forgiving of him in that film, really. Um... <laughs> But, um, yeah, apparently Roald Dahl hated that they changed the ending. And I can and see that. his name removed from it. But then he changed mm. his mind because apparently he did like a lot of the other things in the film and he loved the fact Angelica Houston was cast. Yeah, I mean, she was, as I said, she was incredible. And, um, I mean, this is one thing. So I did a review, actually, of this film already on... Um, on the Box Menswear site. <laughs> I'll, oh, thanks I'll, for giving I'll... us the scraps of your review, Sam. <laughs> it's the not leftovers. Su- it's not sweary, um, so you get you get all my swears. But what oh, I was, good. what I did say is that how a lot of people um, who you know this is the thing because people compare the two like and um, obviously they're very different. But like, and I love the fact that Jim Henson is involved in the original and I love his puppetry, etc. And like the Grand High Grand High Witch's face. Obviously, it's oh amazing. God, it's, it's amazing. amazing. It's amazing prosthetics, etc. But the thing is, like, if they'd have had 
CGI at the time, they'd have used that. And like, and if you and if you look at you know some of the mouse work nowadays, it looks really ropey. So I mean, you know, each like if you you have to take each one for what they are. You can't be like, oh well, no, no, it's just, it doesn't it doesn't have like you know the Jim Hensonness. Of course it doesn't. But it, but that one did, and some of that didn't work, and some of it did. So I mean, come on. But actually, just because we have CGI, does it mean we always need to use it? Because no, exactly. I think that about the Jurassic Park films. You watch the original where they used mm. mostly animatronics, uh, mm. not the woman from the Sisters, but the actual like uh, <laughs> models and very little CGI because it was in the early stages. And you watch the yeah. new ones, and yes, obviously the effects mm. in the new ones are better, but like there's yeah. there's something that's a bit more that CGI can never recreate. Oh no, abs- absolutely. There is there's, there's something that I think that maybe it's almost. You can't tell with the human eye, but you you could like you couldn't explain it's it. A feeling, but, but yeah. it's a feeling. But um, that is why, and I'm I'm going to bring up Star Wars again, <laughs> literally moments Sam, after you talk. Strike two. Moments, the moments Empire Strikes you... Back two. <laughs> <laughs> strike me, strike me naked. No. Um, <laughs> basically, like in the new Mandalorian, they have uh, the the TV series. They purposely use anima- like as much animatronic as they can, and they did the same with the Dark Crystal series as well because. Because they're going back to because I think when when CGI what first are came these out. What shows you're talking about? Are these spin-offs of Star Wars? No, uh, the Dark Crystal is a um, is a TV series that was it's it's like puppetry. It was also is done it about gaming all, and Soho. Dark also Crystal. done by also done by Jim Henson. Look it up for God's sake. It's amazing. Read a book. <laughs> read read a Roald Dahl book. <laughs> anyway, I so, read books, so I, I read people. Okay. <laughs> I do agree with you though. I mean, I think I think what is best is like a blend of the two if you can like yes if you can do like you use puppetry for for when it for when you can and it looks amazing and then blend it into cgi and i don't think i don't think they do that in the new witches but um it's possible they, they could have done maybe yeah can i just share one bit of trivia i found out about the original before we move on to the new one please so do. you know this the the famous scene where the grand high witch um takes off her mask and everything yeah well i didn't know this but apparently loads of the witches um, sorry, indigestion. Loads of the witches um, in the crowd are actually men in drag. <laughs> so don't you love that? I'm going to always be like, every time I watch that scene from now, I'm going to be looking out for which ones are the men and which ones are the women. Well, I think, yeah, that's quite possible because you can sort of tell with some of them, but I don't, I mean, were they... Jane were Horace they, is, is a woman, I can confirm that. Wait, though. were they drag, were they, because obviously they're supposed to look a bit more hefty and a bit more scary, but were they drag, were they drag queens or were, or were they, or were they, um... Yeah, you know, were they just actors in in women's clothes, or were they, or did they do it for on the regs? You know, I think when they're all in clothes, it's all women, and then I think when they all take their wigs off, I think it was easier than putting them all in bald caps just to pick some actually bald men who looked a bit. Uh, <laughs> who looked a bit? Who looked a bit femme? I know a few baldy camp boys who have done perfectly in that. Slap well, I would have shaved my head and got straight in there to be in the same room as Angelica Houston. Absolutely, you're oh, disgraced. <laughs> Um, so should we, oh and one bit, last bit of trivia I want to share was um, Angelica Houston obviously seems like that role was completely made for her and she was everyone's top choice but two other people considered that I thought was interesting two Glenn music Close. divas oh she would have been a good choice actually no she wasn't one of the ones that I read was considered oh. uh, Cher and Liza Minnelli uh, I can't see Liza in it, but I kind of... <laughs> no, I can't see Liza. She'd have been like, oh, who wants a witch? Take off your wigs! Come on, everybody! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the only way they could have made this role any camper is by shoving Liza in it. But Cher, and then, I mean... And the, do- the audience would have definitely been full of old gay men if that was the case. 
<laughs> but I think Cher would have been, t- for me, too famous to be in the role because I wouldn't have been able to be scared because I'd be like, oh, it's Cher. How can I be scared um, of Cher? No, because the thing is, uh, round about then in the 90s, like she, I think she had done The Witches of Eastwick and she was a fantastic... I mean, I think she, I still think she's an amazing actress. Oh, she'd um, won an Oscar by then, hadn't she? Yeah, yeah exactly. So. so she's... I mean, I think... I actually think she'd have been really good. I think um, Sigourney Weaver would have been really good as well. And, Ooh, um, and Sigourney Greg, Weaver, that's Greg, another good choice. You should be a casting yeah. agent, Sam. I know, babes, I know. And, the, <laughs> and I cast me! <laughs> I cast me as the Grand High Witch and the hero and the mouse! <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little, I can be a little boy and an old lady in same scene come on i'm the grandma too <laughs> right so let's get into the new film so what was your reaction when you heard they were remaking it um oh, see the thing is this is i mean we live in an age of reboots remakes and all that kind of jazz and i think um i think you forget that it was 30 years ago for a start i mean that oh, is God, 30 years ago. i know fuck Yes, depressing. Um, so, and I also think that the original, I mean, it's, you know, it sits in your mind as something that's really good. I mean, for example, like my little niece who's nine, um, we tried her with it and she was too, far too scared. It was too... Yeah, it's too, some scary she shit. Didn't, she didn't like the eyes. She didn't like the fact that, because um, obviously the premise is quite scary. That they live amongst us, blah, 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 blah. But um, so I think, yes, I, I like the fact that we're going to remake it. I like the film. I thought, you know, I would like to, I'd like to see somebody else's take on it because I wasn't, you know, I'd like the first one, but there were bits about it that I didn't like. So um, I was like, yeah, go for it. And then I heard about Anne Hathaway and I thought, meh. Yeah, I had the exact same reaction. I mean, I'm with you. I'm not completely against the reboots. I do think it worries me that maybe there's not as much creativity in Hollywood as you might think there would be. Like, there's all these people, yeah. all these creative types, and, like, it seems like they're running very low on ideas. But then also, I guess we have to remember it is a bit of a struggle because it's depressing, but it's like, mm-hmm. these films aren't really made for us. We have The Witches, our yeah. original 1991. We can watch that, rewatch it. We love it. Mm. They're making these films for younger people than us, and they're thinking these days that people who... In, from our generation who have children will take their children to see the next one which is well, what happens absolutely well I hope you're sitting down when I tell you this but I've um, I've got a new producer on my um, Vibe FM radio show every Friday 5 to 7 um, <gasps> uh... <laughs> oh is that not the shocking bit <laughs> I reacted too soon <laughs> I've got a new producer right and you know he's lovely I met him um, on Friday he's um, he's only 22 and we were t- talking about films on air and he said this is what I hope you're sitting down for. He was like, oh, I, don't, I don't watch any films pre-2000. I don't like them. And that is who something like The Witches is for. For people who think that like old films are shit or like, he was like, oh, aren't they all in black and white? And I was like, no, don't be ridiculous. Oh my God, that, I had a small stroke then. I couldn't speak for a while. <laughs> Before 2000? I know. Because I, then... ta- I was talking to him about Aliens, the film with Sigourney Weaver, you know, is my favourite film. And it was in, out, it came out, he looked it up while he was sat there and he was like, 86? And like, and people who were 22, I mean, he was born in fucking 1998. He, he was just like, oh my so God. I think, so I think something like the remake of The Witches, if you say to young people nowadays, oh, I want you to watch this film, it's from 1990, they would turn their nose up and they would look at it um, with a CGI used to eyes and see the animatronic stuff and be like, ah, what a load of shit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I used to have this with people. I mean, I know you haven't seen season one of Drag Race, but I used to. I have seen when it was season a- one. 
Oh, sorry, you have. It was Charlie who went. I think mean, all gays look the same to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, when people said, oh, we can't watch it because the camera works too bad. And I'm just like, oh, but you're missing out on a classic. It's like, but then I agree. Oh my, when we, when uh, I was young, I didn't want to watch black and white films, I must admit. from like I know. and I, Yeah, 50s. exactly. And I agree with that. So, like, so I was, so I am um, only, I know I mentioned it recently, but I only got into Dragula recently. And um, the first season of that, it's like, I mean, it is a shoe string. Like you can, like it's so, <laughs> it's so rickety. It's just outrageous. Like it's almost, I almost thought, oh my God, I'm not sure I can watch it. But like you, you sort of get, you sort of get through it. So it's, it's that sort of thing. Like, I mean, but like with something like this, this is obviously super shiny. They did it for this new generation. Oh, talking of Dragula, I have to say that um, I just watched the Halloween special, and one of the drag queens does the Grand High Witch in as one of as their um, floor show. Oh my god! When she's t- taken a mask off, she does the whole thing like before and after mask because it's all prosthetics. What like a reveal? Do, yeah, you do loads of prosthetics on Dragula, so they they do a big reveal with. Um, yeah, the whole film. Oh, bitch! Yeah. I need to watch this because I was I... I was thinking watching the film, the original, the clips. I was like, why is it not being more like paid homage to on even Drag Race? Um, I just well, think it's just you, such a there classic. you go. Yeah, exactly. Well, it, uh, literally today I saw that, so I was I was like, oh, I'm gonna definitely have to mention that this evening on the podcast. Oh, thank you for doing. So. Was that was that the gay was that the gay voice? It sounds like all the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is why you all blonde into one. But um, yeah, I had the same reaction as you about Anne Hathaway. I thought, and this, I mean, I'm a big fan Hathaway, and I think she's a great <laughs> actress. She's great in everything she's in, but there's something things... She isn't great. No, she wasn't, she wasn't particularly good. In, I mean, she's, she can be functional, like she was functional as, as Catwoman. She was wildly miscast for that, and I'm not even sure. Oh, I thought she used... was great as Catwoman. Are you kidding? No. <laughs> But, the, I mean, obviously, again, I mean, Anne Hathaway, that's two roles, because there was Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman, where I thought, how can anyone ever do Catwoman like, in an iconic fashion again? But I thought she did a really well, good job, because so it's so basically, different. Anne Hathaway is, is, is tra- tramping around Hollywood, treading on, treading on these huge roles that, and doing them worse than the person before them. <laughs> yeah, she'll be Cruella de Vil She was, no, she that's was... Emma Stone, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and I love Emma Stone. Um, She's amazing. But I, I don't think... Um, I like I do I do really like Anne Hathaway, but I just she doesn't have um, the gravitas for that the is role. the the perfect word I would say she's kind of a little bit girl next door and she's very mm. attractive and mm-hmm. obviously as you said Angelica Houston's also beautiful but in a more mm. regal almost mm. she has like a mixture of feminine and masculine that makes her exactly quite, like, yes striking and she's tall yeah. and I just thought Anne Hathaway like how's she gonna scare me and um, so I thought it was a huge mistake. Um, but let's get into the film and see if we still thought that. Yes, so at the beginning, it. I mean, there's one big change right from the jump, which is that we're not in England anymore, Toto, we're in Alabama. <laughs> so what do, yes. you, do you think they should have... In the book, is it in England? Uh, yes, I mean, the first, the first film is basically close, it's, it's exactly the same when it comes to the uh, locations. I mean, I understand, I understand why they did it, and, and that part of it, I think, is fine. I mean, it's only, I mean, the race relations thing is only really touched on, because I think Octavia Spencer says at one point, um, you know, it's, it's underprivileged kids that aren't going to be missed, that sort of thing. Um, so it's only very touched on very slightly there, but I think, you know, that was, I, that was quite good, but it isn't... Isn't well, really I, hmm? I'm I'm loving seeing um like a black cast uh absolutely like, be yeah. central and, and to fucking a big Octavia film. Spencer could do anything for me. I love her, but I didn't think they necessarily needed to like re- 
like reference race race relations because the it, I found well, it only very only very very vaguely did only vague I mean yeah and then it wasn't and a then huge when, plot and, point. but uh, yeah also and also when um like when they get to the hotel and Stanley Tucci says oh you know it's unusual for someone such as you to be in such a nice hotel yeah I mean it's fucking racist and it's rude but I didn't really I didn't really see how it was necessary. Yeah, well, I think it's it's set in like the sixties because there's a lot of uh, like mm. Motown style songs. So maybe they mm-hmm. thought, oh, we can't have a black mm. cast set in the sixties and not reference that the country was even like oh right more divided yeah. than now. But yeah, yeah, I just thought it's a kids' film, so I didn't know if it was the right place, but it wasn't. It didn't ruin anything. No, One no, thing no. that people are saying did ruin um, their enjoyment was Chris Rock's narration. So oh my god, I have to say, I. Agree. It was far too, like, madcap. It was just, like... Yeah. It wasn't in, like... You know, I like Chris Rock in, in a lot of the stuff he's done, but, like, it's... I mean, it's almost like he's too big a star and he had too much personality to do it. Like, a voiceover, you just want it to be, like, a voiceover. It's like, you're thinking that that... Does that little boy grow up to be a stand-up comedian? Or <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, especially because we're watching quite a sad boy in real time uh, mm. in the film and then we're hearing this very lively <laughs> and, and I think you're right about how familiar his voice is it's distracting I think and because yeah. him it being Chris Rock is not in any way necessary to the film I just think it was an unnecessary he probably overpaid him when they could have just got a normal actor to do that they could have got they could have got like any any decent actor worth his salt to do the to do the voice and they would have done it better like I think because there was no also there was no like empathy or pathos in the voice either it was just like ha, 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 ha. and it's yeah. like you know, it was it's just like no, are we watching a much. Shrek film or are we watching The Witches yeah exactly um, there is a great scene at the, right at the beginning of the film because uh, in the film the boy hero the main character mm. his um, parents die which doesn't happen in the original film does that happen in the book uh, it does no. happen in the original film yes it does oh it does yeah, and it does. And it does oh, they do it. die. Yeah, but they do, he's he, they don't die in a car crash that he's in. No, he's uh, not. He's later. not in the car. Yeah. They don't. They yeah. They just they're away when it happens. I mean, like obviously, it's a really hot. It's, it's like a horrible thing to happen, and that's and that is why. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'm just reminded of one. Are you bit laughing that made at me... his dead parents? No, I just remember. I just remembered something that made me hoot in the um in the new film, like. Uh, so when he gets turned into a mouse and he goes and sees his grandma, she goes, she goes, she goes, oh, not this as well, as if things couldn't be that bad for you. As in like, as in like, <laughs> as in like both your parents are dead and now you're a mouse? Oh, I'm so Isn't sorry. Isn't this typical? You lose your parents, next thing you know you're a mouse. I mean, it's just like one thing after the other. Sod's law, am I right? But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get, um, so Hero has lost his parents and we get this amazing shot where he's kind of upside down in a car and then he gets rescued mm, and then yeah, he's with yeah. his grandma and then we get quite a lot of build-up in this, in this new version which mm. wasn't like the old v- version before we even get to any witches really we get the kid and the grandma bonding they were giving, well, they were giving they were giving Octavia Spencer some, some room to characterise and she's such a yeah. good actress I think, I think, you know, I was, I was happy with that I could, I could watch her all day so I, I, was, I was pleased with that well, I suppose it's meant to be like, we want to make you care about these characters before the stuff that comes later happens. But I just thought that maybe the pacing was a bit off for this stuff. Um, yeah. But then we got to my biggest gripe with the film, which is not a huge deal, but I really didn't like this. Because the first witch that we get to, um, who approaches Hero in a convenience store. Now, with in the, the original film, 
Yeah, with the snake. In the original film, she does this outside near a treehouse. And it's a yeah. really memorable, iconic scene, I think, in the original film. Yeah, yeah, you get this yeah. woman who acts really well. She's hissing. She has a bit of a purple glint in her eye. And she mm. goes, do you want this chocolate? And it just <laughs> always... And the chocolate looked so enticing that even though I knew she was a witch watching it, I always thought, oh, God, I'd take that chocolate. Um, <laughs> and the and, snake. <laughs> I'll take whatever's in that bag. And then in the new, in the new version, this witch, um, she, I just thought she was really hammy. Yeah. I and mean, it just wasn't scary. It was just there's weird. Some really, there's some really hammy moments in the film. I mean, like, God, Morgana Robinson um, hams it up to the max. Who's That's, that, sorry? Oh, she's a British comedian that plays... Um, Oh, I know she is. I just didn't know she was in this film. I don't she's t- the fat. She's the fat kid's mum. That's Morgana Robinson. Because I, I yes. used to watch her sketch show. She, her, her phone cotton is like the best impression. I know, ever. and her Natalie Cassidy. Um, she's, oh uh, God, yeah, of she, course, the Natalie Cassidy. She's the mum. Oh, I, I completely didn't miss that. That's. Um, probably, you probably yeah, couldn't see that. it. You probably couldn't see it on your iPhone too. <laughs> I saw a little blonde dot, but I just didn't know what it was. <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> I saw that she was in the cast and I was like oh yay I love her but um, she just like overacts it to the max but um, I mean she just what she does is what an American uh, director would want from a British actress playing like a posh person in the 60s oh my goodness come on now don't be so silly do you know what I mean like <laughs> yeah ridiculous. it's the Helen Baxendale in Friends moment of like this yeah. is what you think English <laughs> people are we'll give it to you <laughs> Um, Oh, one more major gripe with the film and then it's mostly going to be positive, I promise. I'm not just shitting on the film. But, um, oh yeah, it's the... So at the beginning of the film, before we get to the hotel, we get a flashback scene where a child is turned into a chicken by the Grand High Witch. Um, scary. It was a cool scene, but I realised afterwards something was missing from the film and it was... I realised they've completely not done the whole children in paintings storyline oh yeah which yeah, i thought was, was one of the most effective parts of the original film so they've replaced it with the chicken storyline mm-hmm. and i like it's... that they tried to do something different which is also from the book but i think the thing is with that with the painting one it is um it's quite nuanced and it's quite delicate as um to to put it on screen do you know what i mean like it's quite and there's there's like a load of sadness in it as well but it's not like this like the director's very much like, like you know, roller coaster, roller coaster, and that like tonally, I think that would be a much too slower way of introducing how the witches work. I know, but when I was reading a lot of the comments of people talking about this new film, the the painting was something they really missed. I think. Oh yeah, it's massive. something I, I that's completely, not I completely shot. agree, but it would have stuck out like a sore thumb in the rest of the film. I think. Yeah, I guess to keep him with the tone. Yeah, um, exactly. So then the film completely changes for me the moment that we get the witches entering properly. Uh, mm. They're in a hotel now to escape the witches, which is very bad luck. It's kind of a, quite convenient that they ended up in the hotel where <laughs> the witches are, but we will, we will overlook that. That's Mr. Can I just Roldau's say, because, there's, because there's, so, there's so much build-up in the book before that, that it's actually, you just think, fuck, when it happens. You don't think, like, really, like you do in the film. Oh, right. Okay. So we didn't get enough build up. No, there's uh, loads of build up, yeah. But it's so, so refreshing when Anne Hathaway comes in and me expecting to hate it from what I've seen and mm. just her as an actress. But she comes in and she gives a oh, very mesmerising yeah. performance, mm. doesn't she? She I certainly mean, does. And like, they, like, I mean, I thought I saw in the trailer, like, you know, her floating about and I was like, bullshit. But then when it actually happened, <laughs> it actually, it actually worked. And, um, I actually, like, obviously she's overacting, but she puts in a little comedy as well. And But then, like, you know, 
the CGI mouth, the extendable arms, that is scary shit. Yeah, I mean, she she just, like, gives a very weird performance, but she kind of... I think when you're going up against someone like Angelica Houston, cause the comparisons are going to be there. Yeah, you have yeah, to yeah. go in a different direction. And there's some yeah. f- familiarities, but it's completely all her interpretation, and she kind of yeah. carries the film for me. Oh, 100%. Um, well, The Witch is always going to carry the film in this, in, yeah, in this film. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And Anne, uh, Anne Hathaway spoke about the fact that she... Um, she based it on Drag Race. She took inspiration from Drag Race. Did she? She's a huge fan of the show. Yeah, she said that the way that the queens make an entrance and an impact, that's what she was channeling. Oh, well, I didn't know. You're full of the research today, babes. Well, I knew that anyway because it went viral a few years ago because Anne Hathaway was on a talk show and she was talking about how much she loved Drag Race and RuPaul came out and surprised her and she cried. (laughs) Oh. Watch the clip, it's really good. She says, when I saw Monet exchange on season 10 and then she stepped her pussy up, it meant so much to me because I feel like <laughs> I've stepped my pussy up. <laughs> I mean, she was probably faking the tears for TV. She is an Oscar-winning actress, but um, <laughs> but she won for Les Mis, best supporting. <laughs> she won't be getting best actress for this one, I don't think. The, Tra- she's, Trey got, she's got really good reviews. <laughs> she's got good reviews, but the film has divided critics. As I said earlier, I think if you you have to approach this with um, not fresh eyes, well, yeah, and not thinking and not thinking, you know, you're tied to the first one or like, you know, yeah, like I mean, I know with some things, I mean, I know with some things they should never be remade. Like if if they were like, oh, we're gonna remake Back to the Future or something like something like you know iconic and amazing. The film, the original film, wasn't you know so they didn't make so much money and it wasn't so amazing that it didn't deserve a remake and i think you know i think it, it did oh watch back to the future will get remade they'll all it'll all happen sam nothing's sacred anymore oh we'll be please making schindler's list soon and anne hathaway will be playing schindler you mark my words sure, um, sure, sure, they've, they've got it they've... <laughs> come on come she's gonna play the little girl in the red coat <laughs> yeah She's in all just, the reboots. I just, I just really wanted to, like, you know, give it an extra bit of Miz. But she's going to make it green. I want to make it my own. Um, <laughs> and, for, I mean, for me, Anne Hathaway obviously is always going to be most associated with Devil Wears Prada. That's one of my favourite yeah. films. And she's yeah. reunited with Stanley Tucci from Devil Wears Prada in this film. He's playing the Rowan Atkinson uh, hotel manager. And, yeah. again, it just didn't add, like... I don't know if it was and, his fault. He's a great actor, but like the part just didn't seem as significant in this film. Maybe it was had less lines, or yeah, I don't it, was know. Just, it was just a bit. Um, yeah, because obviously, because of the Rowan Atkinson part, is is quite significant. He is he adds an he adds an extra edge to you know the peril. Whereas in this one, he doesn't he doesn't really doesn't really do anything. Yeah, he's just kind of a spare part. And again, all the other witches, uh, apart from Anne Hathaway, I felt like they weren't making that much impression. Whereas in the, when you watch mm. the original, there's lots of mm. cutaway shots and they all are kind of like hyper and shaking and there's just a manic energy in the air. Mm. Um, like when, so they're, cha- like when like they're chasing him down on the beach and stuff. And like, um, I mean, there's that whole, the whole beach scene when they're all out and they're trying to find him. I mean, that's like, that's a, that's a massive bit. It's, it's awful. It's really, that's, yeah. what, that's what's so scary. And they don't, they don't give any time to characterising any of the other witches, which is a bit of a shame. And um, Angelica Houston pushes the baby pram down the, the oh, hill, yeah, exactly, which is an amazing exactly. bit that's not in the new film. Is that in the yeah. book as well, or was that made up I don't, in the film? I, I don't think so. I think it was made up in the film. 
Oh, well, I mean, I've always thought whenever I see a pram, I always think I channel Angelica Houston. You think, think, should I should I push it down the hill? <laughs> but credit to me, I rarely do it, honestly. Most oh, of the time, congratulations. I fight the urge. Um, so <laughs> to go again back to the iconic scene, we've touched on this already, the iconic scene of the Grand High Witch's reveal. Yeah. It is amazing to, to me that they didn't do the mask and then the face underneath. Because... Mm. It just is so such a memorable, iconic, lasting mm. thing. I get they want to do something different, but... But the thing is, I mean, in the book, she doesn't have anything like that face that, that, that she has in the Angelica Houston film. Like, I mean, I think, even though I loved it, I did think um, she doesn't have a face like that. Like, because, I mean, it's just... <laughs> it's just a bit ridiculous. She she doesn't have like a big whole full face prosthetic. She's still kind of beautiful underneath. Um, and I mean that was just done because Henson was involved, and it just made better TV. In fairness, it never really made sense where her nose went under the <laughs> mask before. <'cause laughs> it was a very long nose. It's like, are you? Is it in your mouth while you the mask is <laughs> on? It's tucked what down her. It's tucked down the back of her throat. Oh, they are channeling Drag Race. They're even tucking their own noses <laughs> straight up their assholes. <laughs> I don't think it was up her arsehole. But, um, yeah, but as I was saying, like, I think, like, I think, you know, the elongated mouths, the fangs and the, um, the arm, her arms that seemed to go on forever if she chose to, that was, that was quite scary. Yeah, that that was a good scene with their hands chasing down the vent. Yeah, I thought that was yeah. quite scary. It was scary. And then they turned into mice. And sorry, I said I was going to get positive, but it's still continuing with the negative. <laughs> I thought they then had to start speaking to their old mice, mm. Kristen Chenoweth. Yeah. And I just thought that was a bit jarring as well because her voice again is recognisable and she's meant to be a little girl, but she sounds very much like an older woman because that's what she is. Yeah, that I, I thought, just yeah, thought I that thought... didn't... No, I agree. That didn't, was like because obviously, like the two, the two, the two um, boys' voices were little boys' voices, and hers was like a woman voice. So it didn't really make any sense. And her mouse didn't really like end up playing a big part in the film. So it was like, why mm. bring mm. in this whole subplot for nothing? Uh, but then it's towards the end that because I mean, up to this point, it stays quite true to the book. It stays quite true to mm. the plot we know from the original. But then it goes kind of off kilter. Because mm. they poison the soup, uh, which mm. we're all familiar with, but Anne Hathaway's character, the Grand High, which doesn't eat the soup, and we get a whole other ending where she faces off against the grandma and the mice, mm. yeah. uh, and Br- Bruno and Hero, and uh, is it Daisy slash Mary? Yeah, and I mean, that's... I can see, I can see why they did this because, um, yeah, ultimately, like, I mean, that is kind of where because there's so much like that bit where she has the soup and etc in the book that is like the crux of the story and it's the end and it's fucking yeah. right and it's amazing but because they didn't do much preamble it's like they, it's like they have to extend it a bit and give both at both lead actresses more screen time more time to chew up the scenery and that's what happens yeah and it was it was good it was like and especially because it was so we, I mean, we kind of could have guessed what would happen, but we're in mm. people who know the original kind of know how the film's going to end. So then to take it in a different direction, I was like, ooh, where's this going? So it's quite mm. exciting. It was um, still going to the same place. It was just going round the houses before it got there. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then we get eventually the Grand High, which ends up as a rat, as same as she did um, yeah. 
previously, and it, uh, she's quite a scary little rat, quite annoying little rat. <laughs> <laughs> You're stupid! You're so stupid! She just keeps calling them stupid, and then she's trapped in a... By the way, we should have mentioned spoilers at the beginning of this, but I'm assuming you wouldn't listen to a review of a film if you didn't no, have spoilers. No. But we all know this fucking story at this point, unless you're seven years old and tuning into this podcast, which you shouldn't <laughs> be. <laughs> it's adults only! <laughs> but give us your address and we'll send you a free bag of brown for all listeners. Um, <laughs> no, it's expensive stuff. Unless you go, oh no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, we give the free one first, then we start charging. That's what this podcast is a That's front how you get for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so at the end, so this was all a gag to me. Sam, you've read the book. I had never actually read the book. So I was mm. very shocked when at the end, Hero stays a mouse and is not turned back mm. um, oh, into so a boy. Obviously, because you haven't read the book did you think well, were you like oh no that's awful or did you did you like that I don't know because from what I've read I think I didn't like it but then I thought when I was watching it on my little little phone I thought oh they're doing that so that there's a sequel and they can bring him back into a boy mm. in the sequel but then when I started reading up online about it and I realised this was actually a more faithful adaptation of what Roald Dahl wrote yeah. in the book yeah. um, it made me think well if they were going to end it like that that is a very sad ending they should have really committed to how sad that is whereas they tried to just put a positive spin on it and his grandma goes well, oh well you'll probably live nine years and it's like well no that's quite bleak really well um, actually the end of the story is it is quite positive it is it's, I mean it's not like it's not like really pro mouse, as in like you know. See, you can be a mouse and still be happy, but like she creates this whole like little. I'm not mousist. Before you start saying anything, she, I just she, think it's a sh- it's a shock. <laughs> she she just she creates this whole like little world for him in her house and stuff, and he's really super happy. And yeah, it's not it's not sad. It's not bad. We, I mean, it's quite sad that like Bruno's parents just didn't even want to take him as a mouse, and they just give him up. But I mean, he is quite annoying as well. I can't remember whether that happens in the um. In the book, either. Apparently, in the book, it doesn't. Someone said online in the book. No, Bruno I, I, stays I think they, they. I think they take. I think they take him. And they do. They. They. She. Oh, yeah. They, he. They sort of learn to love him, sort of way. God knows how he is very one-dimensional. Um, <laughs> just constantly talk about cheese, really. Um, but it is kind of left open at the end for a sequel. If this f- film is a big hit, which I guess it's quite hard to tell, because this is quite unprecedented. Mm. I, don't, I don't think there's ever been a big film released this way. I mean, recently, Borat two. Um, and Mulan that was planned oh was Mulan as well Mulan was um, yeah but Mulan cost 200 million to make and this was oh, I think it was much less Fuck. than that but um, and Disney charged uh, 30 pounds so if it was for only you can only have it if you um, if you is I think it was 8 or something if you um if you have Disney Plus so you're playing £50 a year for Disney Plus anyway and this was £30 on top of that just to see Mulan and a lot of people did it and I think they made enough money but um it was a bit like whoa that's a lot I know it's hard to tell really what the marker of a success is in this new panicky way of releasing films online mm, mm. um so I guess there may be an uh, a sequel would you want to see a sequel to this Sam? um Oh, so, you know, I don't know, because, like, sometimes sometimes they've made sequels that they've just obviously just created, like, they've used source material and just gone and run with it, and they've just... I've just not enjoyed it. Like, um... I think that kind like, of happened uh, with Game of Thrones, didn't it? Once they ran out of the books, they went on their own path, and I think a lot of people <clears> didn't like it. Went, a bit, went a bit off-piste. And I think the same was with, um... Uh, Through the Looking Glass. Alice Through the Looking Glass wasn't, like, it was all a bit, all a bit crazy. Yeah, has there been any example where the... After the source material, it got better. I don't. I, nothing springing mm, to my mind. I can't think of anything. 
at the no, moment. And I don't have high hopes for this one either. But <clears> I would <throat> like to see Anne Hathaway. I, you know what I'd like to see? I read a, uh, watched an interview with Anne Hathaway and she talked about being interested in doing like a prequel about the Grand High Witch. And I think that would be good. I'd rather that Although, than that would be storyline. That would be good. I, wa- I would watch that, yeah. Um, and also I would like it if it was more horror. Exactly. I would have liked it if it was more horror. Because obviously, um, obviously it's Royal Dahl, so it's a kid's film. Like, I think um, if they had taken... Obviously, the idea of it, they are women that live, you know... Should, or what does Octavia say? She's like, oh, they're not, they're not women, they're demons. Um, I would like yeah. to expand on that. Like, have, like, you know, kids properly die in it and, like, and be a, you know, and, and just go, go full on for the scares as opposed to, like, a scary family film. I totally agree with you. I'd love to see that. That'd be and wicked, actually, yeah. In today's day and age, you can have that because we've got the in the Batman universe. You've got the at the moment the big f- um, crappy films with Ben Affleck were coming out, and then the new one with Robert Pattinson. And yeah. then in the midst of all these releases, you've got this dark adult um, b- film about the Joker's origin story. And yeah, exactly. It, it, yeah, which is sort of in the same mute, but it's like because they yeah, it's alternative time, but completely different. And yeah, yeah. and so yeah. why can't we have this in two years? Why can't we have Tilda Swinton playing a really scary version? Oh yeah, that'd be good. Should be another good one. Yeah, that that's who I thought. Tilda Swinton. Someone online said Kate Blanchett. I don't know if yes. I wanted that. Oh one. no, she'd be good. She, she's done. She's done. Well, she did the Wicked Stepmother, didn't she? In um, in Cinderella. Yeah, who else is? I'm thinking of people who are quite striking. Um, mm. I don't know. Maybe Lady Gaga'd be really good, but maybe she's too love loved by the gays like Cher to be seen in that. <laughs> but she did American Horror Story. Yeah, she did, and she won a Golden Globe for that. Well, good for her. Um, good for her. And uh, by the way, just one last question. Did you think that Anne Hathaway, the Grand High Witch, died at the end? Because that was off screen. Do you think they want to leave that open? Or um, that cat surely ate her? I think that they would always leave... This, like, you know, it's a remake, reboot. They would always leave these things open. You can... There's so much... There's, like, if you don't see somebody actually get beheaded, then then... You know, oh look, they came. They oh look, they came back. Oh, she she found a potion and ma- magicked herself back to being human again, or a demon that is again. True. If magic is in a film, then anyone can be brought back, really. Cause exactly. Exactly. It's all suspended. Um, mm-hmm. Well, we don't know what the sequel to this podcast will be, but there will be one. Uh, we're going to hey. do the, the Drag Race Halloween episode, but I haven't heard hide and hair of it, so I don't know if it came out and if it did come oh, out yeah. I don't think anyone watched it so I don't think it's worth recapping I didn't hear but, anything about that either I saw I saw posters for it but was it on was it only on World of Wonder yeah and if it was I really don't think I mean let us know if you guys want us to recap it and we will have a look <laughs> for it but <laughs> I mean, and if you want us to recap it we might as well watch it first we will watch it first and I mean by next week Halloween will feel like a million years ago because I mean this week coming up we're the UK is going back into lockdown and we've, we're going to have Hopefully a new president later at this... And also, it's bonfire night on the 5th. It's Guy Fawkes well, night. Well, I don't think we're going to see a lot of that, are we? Maybe we'll do a fireworks special next week. I think that'd be quite hard I think even though it's a lockdown, I think you might be able to... Oh, no, I don't... Oh, I think all fireworks displays are going to be over, off, aren't they? I think they might be because they encourage crowds. But I think if everyone agrees to stay in home, it'd be nice... It's nice to watch them from the comfort of your own home. What, do you see a lot of fireworks from your from your window, do you? 
Well, I hear a lot of bangs, but a lot of it, <laughs> I, I live in East London, so most of it is gunfire. But I mean, it's the same effect. <laughs> so. And yes, and yes, I have to say for people who are listening in America, go vote um, and just yes, good luck. Yes, please vote. Good, Unless you're going to vote for Trump, good, then give it a miss. Good luck for Tuesday <laughs> is all I can say. Let's hope... Um, you know, in in a horrible fucking year, let's hope that we've got some good news. I think it would give a lot of people hope, and it's not about getting political. I think it's more just about... Uh, I think it would set a positive tone in such negative mm. times to see someone mm. who, at least by comparison, has seems to have more morals about them. Than... It's, a good, it's a good person. I mean, yeah. I mean, even today I saw in the news, like, um, Trump was going... <laughs> Trump agreed, like, he, he tweeted a video of um, one of the Biden-Harris buses being harassed and surrounded by, like, a cavalcade of Trump vehicles, uh, like, trying to drive them off the road. And he was like, yay, well done, guys. I mean, it's a fucking scary time. And, like, obviously, loads of shops and stuff are boarding up their windows because of social unrest. Um, so just stay safe, everybody. Yes. Who needs films like The Witches when real life is already this scary? Um, But we, as ever, hope to bring some positivity in the midst of it all. And we will thank you for listening. And we will see you next time. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Bye. Bye.